church today. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel like something good's about to happen. Yeah. Hallelujah. We want to remember to pray for Sister Alice Quillen. She needs a miracle. Sister McKinley needs a miracle. And we serve a miracle working God. And I tell you what, church, and I know I say it, y'all, but I believe in the prayers of the First Pentecostal Church. So, hallelujah, hallelujah. So let's remember them and pray for all of our church family that God would keep His hand upon us. Ask God to have His way in this service this morning. We want to pray for Nicole Stoops and ask God to heal them and all that are sick. But God sees every need, every request, and every petition. So let's love Him this morning, church. God, we thank you, Lord. Our confidence, our trust, our hope. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Have your way, Lord, and your 
Good to be in church this morning. It's good to be in church. I'm not sure, but I think John Denver wrote a song. I think he wrote it. Somebody did. And it said, it's good to be back home again. But I'm going to tell you, it's good to be back in church again. Amen. And we want to welcome all of our mothers that are here this morning. Ordinarily, uh, this would be overflowing. But, you know, uh, it's not. Somebody said that there is a virus or something going around and uh, people are afraid to come to church or whatever. <clears throat> but I'm going to tell you, if, if, if it comes time for me to leave here, I'd like for this to be my launching pad right here. I want to I leave from here. I, my dad <clears throat> uh, always said when it come time for him to die... He wanted to uh, die preaching from the pulpit. He wanted to die from the pulpit. And I remember I was just a small child. And uh, there at the church that uh, he pastored there in Miami, Florida, uh, they had the uh, platform like this. And then they had a walkway. And then they had a built-in. My dad built the church and had a a built-in altar and he was up preaching one night, and uh, he'd always stomp his right foot when he'd make a point. He'd stomp his foot. For some reason, he said he he stomped his left left foot, and he slipped and fell down between the the altar and the and the platform. And, and my mother, she was always praying, you know, uh, while he was preaching. And uh, she looked up, and he was gone. 
And, and she thought he had already been translated. But uh, it, it's, a, it, it's a wonderful place to be in the house of God. Amen. And today is Mother's Day and we honor all of the mothers. And somebody wrote a poem or a song. I, and my, my memory isn't as good as it used to be. But maybe I can remember it. It said that M is for the million things she gave me. O means only that she's growing old. T is for the tears she shed to save me. H is for her heart of purest gold. E is for her eyes with love light shining. R means right and right shall always be. Put them all together and they spell mother. The word that means all the world to me. Amen. So we honor the mothers here this morning. And uh, I thank God for a mother that loved me. Uh, I can remember I was not always uh, the perfect child that I have grown up to be. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, after my dad died and, uh, you know, I started uh, paddling my canoe by myself, uh, sometimes we'd get home late. Actually, we'd get home early in the morning. And uh, I can remember my mother praying for me, praying, Lord, uh, save Charlie and Larry. That's my younger brother. We run together. And uh, she would... uh, lay down by the front door and wait for us to come home because uh, when we'd open the door, well, it would hit her and wake her up, and then I would have a 30-minute sermon. And uh, I'd tell her, well, Mama, please go to bed. Let me go to bed. I've got to get up and go to work in the morning. But, you know, I believe those prayers is is a reason uh, that, uh, that I'm here today. And I thank God for it. Amen. We're glad to have uh, Charles Samuel and Angela here this morning, our uh, son and daughter-in-law. And and, uh, Dwayne is supposed to be here. I I don't see him, but I can't see much past the third pew, so he may be back there somewhere. Do what? Yeah. I mean, I don't worry about it. People driving should probably worry. And uh and Delia's supposed to be here, but I I don't know. I don't see her, but she may be back there somewhere. But maybe they'll come. But uh thank God for for the mothers here uh in the church that uh have been faithful all of these years and that uh, continues to pray and hold us, uh, hold each one of us up. So thank God for the church. Thank God for a desire to be in the house of God. And I'm going to tell you, my Bible tells me that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous run to it and they're safe. So I find safety here 
in the house of God. Now, when they were telling places, you know, to shut down and, and, and places they could keep open, they said, uh, you know, keep the liquor stores open because people have a, they're, they're addicted to that and it helps them, uh, it, it, it gives them a comfort, you know, when, when, when they have problems. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm addicted to this. I got addicted to this a long time ago. Amen. Maybe, maybe you can live without church, but I can't. Amen. I've got to have church to make it day by day. Amen. Because you see, what I'm doing, I'm making my reservation and I'm reconfirming that reservation every time I come back to the house of God. Amen. So thank God this morning, and our prayers are for, for Sister McKinley that God would completely and totally heal her and bring her out of this, her and Sister Alice and others that are sick. And I know that God is more, more than able. And, and uh, I, I'd, I'd give you a, a little bit of a sermon that I may preach sometime if I preach, but I'm, I'm saving it for when I do preach. So come back. Amen. Let's give God a big hand clap this morning.
Sister Gibson got two more of her sons with her this morning. We glad y'all in church with us. Summer, we glad you in church. We glad everyone is here. So as Brother Looper comes, let's help him preach this morning. Praise the Lord, everybody. Let's give God a hand clap of praise today. If you're really glad about being in the house of the Lord, why don't you shout unto God with the voice of triumph? Come on, lift your voice with that hand clap today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. It is good to be in the house of the Lord today. So thankful for God's goodness, His mercy, and His blessings. And I tell you what, while we're all standing, 
Why don't we give all the mothers a good hand clap of appreciation today. Now that would that would be okay for most, but when you're talking about mothers, I think you ought to give a little bit more of appreciation than that. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Thank God for mothers, because like one wise man said, if it was not for mothers, not any of us would be here today. And so we are thankful for mothers and um, thankful for their dedication and all of the things that they do. Lord bless you. You can be seated for a few moments. Along with Brother Cooper and Brother Duplessy, we welcome everybody today. And uh, it is quite a, quite different than normal for Mother's Day. And I know it's quite different for each and every one of you on Mother's Day. And uh, this situation that we're having going on that has been going on and uh, is going on is uh, very, very much affected our lives. And uh, so I ask you today, we are trying to social distance as much as possible and uh, until it gets time for worship and gets time for prayer service and then it kind of gets out of hand. But anyway, maybe most of you be on your best behavior for Mother's Day. And we want to welcome everyone that's joined us uh, in the parking lot today. And uh, I know that there is certain risk that present itself here. And I look at some of you here, and um, I'm glad that you're here, but I worry that you're here. But we are glad that each and every one of you are here. And uh, I know for some of you, you probably have never missed a Mother's Day service. And so it's very devastating uh, in that respect, that what is going on that has separated you from your mother and your family. And uh, so our prayers and thoughts go out uh, to all of you today. But thank you for all of those who are in the parking lot listening. And uh, thank you for all of those who are listening uh, on the Internet. And uh, ask the Lord to richly bless you today and help you and strengthen you. Uh, I know this is a very troubled time. But God is a good God in time of trouble. And so with that being said, we welcome all of our guests. And why don't all the home folks give our guests a good hand clap. Glad that you are here today. And uh, I want my wife to come and say something in just a moment. I appreciate my wife. And a wonderful lady, wonderful mother. Wonderful wife, and uh, I can't say enough good things about her. And, uh, <clears throat> man, this one good thing I can say about her, she really knows how to pick them. Mother's Day to all of our wonderful mothers, our beautiful mothers here. I hope all of you have the perfect Mother's Day today. And I, I see your family is with you, and there's nothing like family that's, that's wonderful, so I'm happy that. I'm thankful uh, that my mother has all three of her children here with her, so that I know she is having a great Mother's Day 
So I do appreciate that. Um, I would, uh, I want to say first off, I'd like to say my mother, whom I love very much. She is a wonderful, beautiful lady, uh, a perfect example of a lady. Uh, in Psalms, of, it talks about what a lady should be, and that is definitely my mother. She is a gem, and I am very thankful for it. She taught me, uh, she taught me so much, and I do want to thank her today, and I appreciate her and appreciate her walk with God. Uh, the other day, uh, I'll say this, Sister Jean was sick, and uh, Sister Jean Lack, and she called me, and I was talking to her, and she said, call your mother and get her to pray. <laughs> and she said, I know she has got a prayer life, and you call her because I know God's going to listen to her. Well, she's here today, so <laughs> I do think, and I did. I called her, and she did pray, and I am thankful for that. I'm thankful for that legacy that I have, that heritage that is so strong. She is not only a good mother, uh, just a normal mother, but she's a godly mother as well. And I'm thankful for all of her years that she was the mother of this church for 42 years, and she was a wonderful lady, and I do thank her for that. I appreciate her. I would also like to say uh, I know some of you have lost your mother this past year and I do want to say that how sorry I am because I know this is a definitely a very hard time of the year for you. And uh, I'd like to say my mother-in-law, who is a very precious lady, she died uh, actually passed away 11 years ago. But her legacy is still here through her son, her daughters, her uh, grandchildren. And I do I thank for her for all that she's done. Sometimes uh, I see Tiffany, especially her, in I see my mother-in-law call her Shirley Faye because I definitely see her. And I'm thankful for that because she was a wonderful lady as well. And I do appreciate her because uh, without her, I wouldn't have my husband. So I am thankful for that. Uh, she was a wonderful lady. She taught for many, many years school. She did all kinds of things. And she played music. And it, it's not died. It's not gone away just because she went to her reward. But it's still here. And I do, I do thank her. And I do hope. All of the mothers. I have a little point. I have, well, I have two points, but one point, this is for kind of the ones that have lost their moms. My mother kept a garden, a garden of the heart. She planted all the good things that gave my life its start. She turned me to the sunshine and encouraged me to dream, fostering and nurturing the seeds of self-esteem. And when the winds and rains came, she protected me enough, but not too much. She knew I needed to stand up strong and tough. Her constant good example always taught me right from wrong. Markers for my pathway to last my whole life long. I am my mother's garden. I am her legacy. And I hope today she feels the love reflected back from me. Um, I would also like to thank uh, my daughters because I am a mother because of them. And they are wonderful girls, and I do appreciate them. I I love them, and it is a joy being a mother. I don't know about you, but I like being a mother. I enjoy my kids. Uh, I enjoy them. I hate that they're all getting so big, but I am thankful for my uh, for my oldest daughter who had two beautiful grandchildren, and oh, that is so much fun. I do love my grandkids, and I'm thankful. Um, I do want to say one other thing. I'm thankful. Uh, I already said my uh, my family is here, and I do appreciate that they're here. I have one more uh, poem I'd like to read. This is for all of you mothers. This is dedicated to all of you. Uh, it's called A Mother's Love by Helen uh, Steiner Rice. 
A mother's love is something that no one can explain. It is made up of deep devotion and a sacrifice and pain. It is endless and unselfish and enduring come what may, for nothing can destroy it or take that love away. It is patient and forgiving when all others are forsaking, and it never fails or falters, even though the heart is breaking. It believes beyond believing when the world around condemns, and it glows with all the beauty of the rarest, brightest gems. It is far beyond defining. It defies all explanation, and it still remains a secret like the mysteries of creation. A many-splendored miracle man cannot understand and another wondrous evidence of God's tender, guiding hand. To all of our mothers, I hope you have a wonderful Mother's Day, and I do love you very, very much. Praise the Lord. Thank you. And uh, it's good to have Sister Cooper in church with us today. She has been facing some things, and thank God not coronavirus, but probably a lot worse than that. But glad that she's able to be in the house of the Lord today. And uh, I want to say... Thank you for the beautiful flower arrangement that's in front of the pulpit in honor and uh, memory of mothers. I'm, I don't even want to go into who all it's from, but uh, thank you. They're very beautiful. Thank you for all of you that put that together, and uh, thank you very much. I want to say a special thank you to my mother-in-law, and I know her children are here today, but in reality... I'm the favorite, so, (laughs) but uh, I I love and appreciate my mother-in-law very, very much, and um, I like, I like her, we have had a couple of disagreements, but, but when it's an argument between me and Brother Duplissy, she always agrees with me, and, uh, because I appreciate that, I need that, because he hardly ever agrees with me. But I am thankful for her, and I am uh, extremely thankful for the relationship that my mother and father-in-law and myself have, that they have adopted me as not just a son-in-law, but being a son. And I do appreciate that very, very much. Love them uh, lots, and uh, thank them for all of that. I want to thank Brother uh, Trey Gore for doing such a wonderful job Wednesday night. Preaching the Word of God. Amen. And uh, Mother's Day is always a very difficult time, to say the least, for myself. I guess because I had a very close relationship with my mother. And uh, my wife was saying it's been 11 years now that she passed away. And uh, I keep thinking that it's going to get better every year, but it seems to... Something about Mother's Day just always opens the wound again. I am reminded of a um, a song. I can't remember what writer sung it, but it was or wrote it. But it was a country song back in the eighties. And uh, how I know a country song from the eighties, I don't know because I did not spend a lot of time listening to that. But <clears throat> I, um, it was something. Was it, it was Ronnie Millsap, that's who it was, 
that sang nobody likes sad songs and he talks about all of these things and and he had, he had a mishap in a relationship and uh, so every song that he wrote and every so- a song that he sang was all about sad and somebody leaving somebody that's the perfect country and western song but anyway his uh, manager was telling him in this song said Nobody likes sad songs. So, um, I have been told that nobody likes sad Mother's Day. And I've been told that I get up here and cry and make everybody sad every year. And uh, so I have been trying desperately not to do that. And they want to sing a tear-jerking song. <laughs> what do they expect me to do? And uh, I'm just... Um, they, <laughs> uh, Sister Burgess coming to Tammy's wedding, she said she was coming to her wedding to watch me cry. She said, because nobody can laugh like I can and nobody can cry like I can. And uh, so whatever end of the spectrum you want to be on, I'm pretty good at both. But I'm going to try my best today to be in a, a better mood and uh, to preach something a little better. And uh, try not to make anybody cry from missing your mother or whatever. And just so y'all want to know who that advice came from, that advice came from my wife. And uh, so I'm going to take her advice today. I was saying that I will not cry today, but I did shed a couple of tears, but I dried them up quickly. That's what my wife, my mother always told me when she, not my wife beating me, but my mother when my mother would always whip me, she'd whip me till I cried, and then she'd whip me until I shut up and stop snubbing. You ever tried to stop snubbing? You can't just turn snubbing off. Snubbing just has a way to just snub on you when you're trying not to snub. And uh, so I'm trying to turn off the fountain of tears today and uh, get into the Word of the Lord, and the only... The most positive message that I thought about that I could preach today. The most positive thing that I could talk about today is Jesus. And so I'm going to preach to you Jesus this morning. If you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter number 4. Luke chapter number 4, verse number 16. I'll be reading verse number 16 through verse number 19. And I'll try my best to give to you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart. And uh, if all of you are wondering what I'm doing with my phone up here, because I never carry my phone to the pulpit, I am not texting, I'm not carrying on conversation, I'm watching my meal. And uh, so I'm making sure the the food don't burn. And so anyway, Luke chapter 4 and uh, verse number 16, the Scripture said, And he came to Nazareth, speaking of Jesus, after he had come out of the wilderness, I believe it was, that he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. 
And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus said, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He had sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Let's put our Bibles down, let's lift our hands and our voices toward God, and ask God for His help today. God, we love You today, we're depending on You today, our faith Our confidence, our trust, and our hope is in You. I pray, Lord, for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I pray, Lord, for Your special touch in this house today. Touch each and every heart. Move in each and every life. We'll give You the praise. We'll give You the glory. And You the honor today. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, let's clap our hands and shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I I think today the greatest thing, the greatest thing, other than you just being here today, the greatest thing that you could do in your life is allow God to do a miracle for you today. God is still a miracle worker. Amen. I said God is still a miracle worker. God is still in control. God is still on the throne. There is still nothing that is too hard for God. There's nothing that God cannot do. And just about anything that we need Him to do, God is ready and willing to do today in this house. And I, when I think about Jesus, there is... There is so many things to, to talk about when you think about Jesus. And when I, when I preach Jesus to you today, I know it's kind of worrisome because I know everybody's got a busy day lined out. And, um, hopefully you're doing something great with one another, your mother or your, your mother of your children or, or whatever, and you're able to have some type of fellowship together. And Jesus is a large subject. He came, Jesus came on the scene, the man Jesus came on the scene some 2,000 years ago, and the world has absolutely never been the same since. From that very point, things changed and things took on a whole new meaning. When I, when I think about Jesus, I think about Him always amazing people. And people were amazed by Him. At 12 years old, we find that Jesus was lost from His mother, from His father, from the caravan that had traveled to Jerusalem with Him. Being lost after, I think it was three days, they discovered that He was not with them. And they turned around and went back to Jerusalem. And they were Amazed to find him in the temple. Luke chapter 2 and verse number 46 and 47 says, 
And it came to pass after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst, now listen to this, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And this was their response. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers that this young child called Jesus had. He is always amazing people. When his parents finally located him, they asked him, where have you been? What have you been doing? Why did you get left behind? His answer and reply to them, did you not know that I would be about my father's business? Something special. Something different. Not just an ordinary child. Not just an ordinary baby that was born in a manger, but something very different about this young man. As he grew to manhood, we find that the officers and the Pharisees had went out to try to control him or to try to take him captive, to bring him before the Pharisees. And the Bible said in John chapter 7 and verse number 45 and 46, Then came the officers to the chief priests and the Pharisees. They said unto them, Why have ye not brought him? The officers answered, Never, never, never man spake like this man. Never a man spake like this man. Why did you not bring him back where we could question him? I believe what they could have been saying was that if we had brought him back where you could ask him questions, you would have been totally embarrassed by the wisdom of this man. Because never a man spake as this man. When I think about the one that was oppressed by the devil in Matthew chapter 12, the Bible says they brought him to Jesus. And all the people were amazed. This man, this young man was obsessed by the devil. And the devil had oppressed him. He was deaf. Amen. Could not speak. And Jesus amazed all of the people and said, is, and they said, is this not the son of David? In another place they asked the question, is this not the carpenter's son? Is this not the young man that we've seen grow up in our neighborhood? But something is special about this man. There was another man that was sick with the palsy. The Bible said in Mark chapter 2, this is the one where they tore out the roof and brought him to the feet of Jesus. His friends did. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went before, before all. In so much that they were all amazed. Everyone there that had packed out that house. Everyone there that was standing on the outside was amazed and and stared with amazement. 
And they began to glorify God saying, We have never saw it on this fashion before. I've come to remind you today that over 2,000 years ago, He came into this world and still, He is still amazing people. He has amazing my life. He has amazed your life. And still from time to time, we scratch our head and step back and look with amazement and say, I have never seen it on this order before. Why? Let me tell you, because Jesus was not a man that made Himself God. But God robed Himself in that fleshly body, Christ Jesus, and walked among us. Jesus was not just an ordinary man. Jesus was not just a prophet. Jesus was not just the second person in a holy trinity. But Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. Amen. It was like, it was like God stepped inside and God was controlling that fleshly body. Amen. You say, well, why did Jesus cry out to God in the garden of Gethsemane? It was the flesh crying out to the Spirit. Amen. I want to tell you today, He was God Almighty. Amen. He was robed in flesh. And when you get to heaven and you look at God, you're going to see the very image of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Never have we seen it on this fashion before. Another place in the Word of God, His disciples were out in the midst of the sea by themselves. Jesus was watching them from afar off on the mountaintop. And as he was watching them, there was a great storm that come up. Now remember that this happened shortly after Jesus had fed the 5,000 men, not counting the women and children. That he had fed them and he had sent the disciples across. And he said, I'm going to go up into the hills to pray, into the mountains to pray. A great storm occurred in the midst of that sea. And the disciples were crying out for fear. They did not, they did not think that they were going to survive to get to the other side. But they have forgotten what the important words that Jesus said to them. Go to the other side. I want to remind you today that no matter what kind of turmoil that you find yourself in, no matter what kind of storm of life that you may be facing today, when God has made you a promise... Amen. When God said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you, but I'll go with you all the way, even unto the end of the world. Let me tell you today and let me remind you today that God has never made a promise that God cannot keep. 
God has never promised us anything that He was not able to help us through. God has never taken us into a storm that He's not able to bring us out. God has never walked us through a valley that He's not able to bring us to the mountaintop. God is still faithful. I said He is still faithful. Give Him praise and glory in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the storm, the raging storm of the disciples' life. Now now think about this. Think about this. You're the disciples. You were hand-chosen by Jesus Christ. To go with Him and to walk with Him and to talk with Him and to be taught by Him and to see the miracles that are performed by Him. And then when He is gone from here, you are the one to spread the gospel of the good news, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You are the ones to go and tarry and wait in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. You are the ones to be filled with the Holy Ghost with the 120 in the upper room. You are one of the ones, one of the ones that is on that boat is going to have the keys of the kingdom of heaven to open up the New Testament plan of salvation of repentance and water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. So Jesus, so Jesus had, like, for the lack of better terminology, Jesus had all of His marbles in one bucket. All of them was in one boat. They were all there. And the devil's trying to destroy them. Now use a little bit of common sense here. Amen. And use a little bit of common sense in your life. That if God has called you and God has anointed you and God has filled you, God didn't bring you to this point to leave you. Amen. If God has blessed you and God has strengthened you and God has encouraged you and God has gotten you to hear, God's able to take you over and God's able to make a way where there seemeth to be no way. But lots of times our faith becomes such as the disciples' faith. We think, oh Lord, we're going to perish. Oh Lord, we're all going to die in the storms. Life happens. Thank God for a beautiful day. But just a couple of days ago, there was a pretty bad storm. A few days down the road, there's going to be another bad storm. But the God that is God with the sun shining, beautiful weather outside... Oh, I'm so thankful that through this, at least God has blessed us with some sunshine. Man, can you imagine being stuck in your house, raining and dreary and dull and terrible? At least you can go outside. Well, you should be able to go outside. Get a little sun in your life. God has blessed us with good weather. So in every storm, there is a silver lining. We're going to die. We're going to die. We're not going to survive. But then, here comes Jesus. 
All the time, read the Bible, all the time they were in the midst of the storm, Jesus was looking at them, and Jesus was watching them. I come to remind somebody today, don't forget He sees you. Don't forget He knows where you're at. Don't forget He's not forgotten you. Don't forget He's there to help you. He's going to strengthen you. Amen. So here comes this figure walking on the water. They were scared that it was a ghost and they cried out for fear. As they cried out for fear, Jesus' response to them was, It is I. Be not afraid. And He went up after Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water. Amen. He went up unto them into the ship. And the wind ceased. And they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wonder. Amen. One writer tells it like this, that they were amazed that the winds and the waves obeyed Him because they considered not the miracle of the fishes and the loaves. Now, if a man takes a couple of fish and a couple of pieces of bread and he breaks it and he feeds probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 8,000 people and then they take up 12 basketfuls, I'm going to say, man, that man can about do anything he wants to do. But that's the way the devil blinds our faith. We come out of one situation and God has worked a miracle. We go into another storm and the devil comes over us with big claws. Amen. Big things telling you God's not going to make a way. God's not going to come through. And we forget what God done yesterday. Don't forget what God done yesterday. What God did yesterday. God is able to do right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They were amazed. God still amazes us. Jesus still amazes me. Amen. When, when He does something, when I pray, I know that He hears me. I know that He cares about me. But how many of you, if you want to be honest today, have prayed and God answered the prayer and you was like, wow. Man. Really wasn't expecting that. We get to the place where we expect just to go through the motions. I tell you the way that it happens at my house. If my kids want something, they come and ask me. And if I don't answer them, they ask me again. And if I don't answer them, they ask me again. And if I don't answer them in the way that they want me to answer them, they come at it at a little bit different angle. And they try to manipulate me into giving them the answer that they want. Now, to my shame and to their credit, they're pretty good at it. Because me being a father wants to give good gifts, I don't look for a reason to disappoint them. 
I look for an opportunity to excite them and bless them and help them and give them the things that they want and the things that they desire. How much more does your heavenly Father, if you knock and He don't answer, you just knock again. If you pray and you don't feel anything, for God's sake, don't stop praying. You pray again. Amen. If you knock and He don't come to the door, keep knocking. Amen. 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 They considered not the miracle that Jesus had just performed, and they were amazed that the winds and the waves obeyed Him. God is still amazing people. It's just what Jesus does. He still amazes me every time I come to the house of God. Every time that I pray, He amazes me. Every time that I worship, He amazes me. Because God still heals the diseased hearts. God still heals the diseased bodies. God can still, God still in control of the affairs of men. He still knows and cares about what we are facing and what we are going through. And let me tell you today, and don't you ever forget it, that God is still full of grace and mercy and love. And He never stops loving. And He never stops reaching. And He never stops grabbing. And He never stops pulling you back. Because that's just what Jesus does. Amen. What He did for them, He will do for us. Because the Bible plainly declares and states in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. We are serving a God that never changes. Amen. He never changes His mind. He never changes His desire. Amen. It's always on humanity that He loves humanity. When humanity staggers away from Him, the love and the grace of God is always trying to bring them back in. He will go to great extremes to save you from your own self-destruction. Amen. Trouble. People say, oh, I'm in too much trouble. Can I tell you, trouble does not scare Jesus. Amen. Can I tell you that the coronavirus might scare us, but it doesn't scare Jesus. He would walk right in the midst of the hospitals. He'll walk right in the midst of the most corrupt cities. He'll walk right in the midst of the most diseased atmosphere because 
That's where Jesus just shows up. Amen. Problems don't scare Him. You say, oh, I'm in too much trouble. Let me give you some information today. Trouble don't scare Jesus. Amen. You say that I've got too many problems. Let me remind you today that drug addiction doesn't scare Jesus. Nicotine addiction doesn't scare Jesus. Alcohol addiction doesn't scare Jesus. It just seems, it just seems to me that everywhere there's a problem. Jesus just steps right out in the midst of it. Every time there's a bad situation, Jesus just steps right out in the midst of it. Lightning flashing, thunder rolling, wind blowing, waves crashing the seaside. But Jesus just steps right out in the midst of the raging sea. I come to tell you today that no matter what you're going through in life, no matter what you're facing in life, no matter what the devil has lied to you about in life, Jesus, 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 Jesus still works. Jesus still hears. Jesus still moves in the midst of storms. Let's take a moment to praise God right now. Hallelujah. Jesus shows up where there's a need. Where needy people is. You can always find Jesus right in the middle of it. Where people's in trouble, you can always find Jesus right in the middle of it. Amen. How many times have you been driving down the road and the car gets out of control? Or the one beside you or in front of you gets out of control? You scream the name of Jesus. Amen. Where most people would be trying to get out of the vehicle, Jesus just gets right up in the middle of the vehicle. Because trouble, trouble don't scare God. Trouble's no match for God. That's just what Jesus does. That's just what Jesus does. That's just what Jesus does. I said that's just what Jesus does. Amen. He come by to remind you today that He's still a healer. That He's still a miracle worker. That He's still... That He's still able to forgive you of your sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Always showing up where there's a need. Always showing up where there's a need. If you are broken hearted today, Let Jesus mend that heart. That's just what He does. If you are saddened in your spirit today, let Jesus come by and pick up your spirits and pick up your head and lift up your hands because that's just what Jesus does. If 
you have fell away from Him and you have staggered out the church house doors of safety. Amen. And you are stumbling in the world of sin and saying, I am not worth saving. God doesn't care about me. And God is not concerned about me. Let me tell you today that that's the biggest lie from the pits of hell. Because He still loves you. He's allowed you to be here today. Amen. That's what Jesus does. He just loves people. He loves people. Now we as individuals sometimes, we have what we would call conditional love. You love me, I love you. You quit loving me, I quit loving you. You do me good, I love you. You do me bad, I'm no longer your friend. I no longer care about you. Amen. But I find Jesus is a type that when He went to the cross and He stretched out His hands and they began to pound the nails through His hands. They smashed the crown of thorns on His head. Amen. They nailed through His feet. Big, big, Walking nails, just pulling back the hammer and hitting it. Amen. Then they pierced him in the side. They laughed him to scorn. They marred his body that it was unrecognizable. The scripture said, but you know what he said? Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And you want to tell me that Jesus don't love you? Let me tell you something right now. God loves you and God wants to help you and God wants to save you and God wants to wash away your sins. You know why? You know why Jesus wants to do that? That's just what Jesus does. That's just what Jesus does. But you don't know where I've been. I don't care about where you've been. I'm concerned about where you're going. But Jesus don't love me because I did such and such. Shame on you for thinking that. But He'll forgive you for that too. That's what the altar is for. That's what the church is for. That's what the house of God is for. Amen. Come staggering in. Come dragging in. Come limping in. Come bleeding in. Come dirtied up in. However you got to get to the house of God. But when you get to church, there's help. There's hope. There's direction. There's deliverance. That's what Jesus does. Hallelujah. I'm getting ready to close this morning if it come to the music. Our text tells us that when Jesus came into the synagogue, which was His custom, He stood up for to read. They gave Him the scrolls of the prophet Isaiah. And He began to read that says the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Now I want you to listen to this very closely.
He had sent me to heal the brokenhearted. That's just what Jesus does. To preach deliverance to the captive. Whatever's holding you today. I come to preach Jesus to you. Because Jesus can deliver you. Jesus can set you free. Jesus can set you free from your past. Jesus can change your future. Jesus can remove bitterness. Jesus can take away the hurt. Jesus can take away the pain. Jesus can remove the failures. That's just what He does. Hallelujah. Let's worship Him right now. Holy Ghost, touch right now. Holy Ghost, touch right now. Holy Ghost, help right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So whatever you're going through today, why don't you just let Him hold you? Why don't you just let Him put His arms around you? You know the sleepless nights. You know the miserable days. You know the heartache and the grief and the pain. You know the agony and the turmoil that your life has been dealt with. But I come to tell you today, Jesus wants to hold you. Jesus wants to pick you up. Jesus wants to draw you near. Jesus wants to pull you out. Jesus wants to change your life. That's just what He does. It's just what He does. I come to give you Jesus today. I come to preach to you Jesus today. I come to preach to you the answer of all your problems. It's Jesus. I come to tell you about somebody that can fix everything that you've messed up. It's Jesus. Hear me, backslider. Hear me, you that don't know Him and the power of the Holy Ghost today. I come to tell you about one that can change your life forever. Amen. Let me tell you about Jesus. He said, I come to seek and to save that which is lost. I'm never tired of working with people. I never get tired of helping people. I never get tired of picking people up. Why? Because that's just what Jesus does. And He's here to do it for you today. He's here to help you today. He's here to touch you today. He's here to turn you around today. He's here to make a difference in your life today. That's just what He does. As we stand across this building, I know this is different from Mother's Day, but they ask me to be different. So I'm going to tell you today, these altars is open right now. God's come to talk to somebody's heart today. God's come to try to tell you today, 
Yes, He knows where you're at. Yes, He knows what you've done. Yes, He knows how bad you've been. Yes, He knows your past. But I want to tell you, He also controls your future. If you'll just put it in the hand of God today. If you'll just let God touch you right now. If you'll let God help you right now. The Holy Ghost is in the house. Why don't you come? Why don't you come to this altar and say, Here I am, God. I need you. I want you. I desire you. God, help me. Me move in my life today, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let Him hold you today. Let Him help you today. Let Him strengthen you today. Let Him bless you today. Let Him touch you today. Let Him hold your hand today. Let Him change your life today. Let Him work a miracle for you today. He's here. He's all of that. He's everything that you need. He's everything that you desire. You've just got to allow Him to do it. You don't have to be afraid today. Oh, the Holy Ghost is here. Let Him touch you today. Let Him touch you today. Oh, can you hear Him whisper that everything is going to be Hallelujah. 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 That's what Jesus does. That's what Jesus does. That's what Jesus does. That's what He does. That's what He He does. That's what He does. Jesus does. So let Him hold you. Let Him breathe on you. You are not. Can you hear him whisper? Child, everything is gonna be alright. If you think nobody else understands, Jesus does. Jesus does. If you need someone to just hold your head, hey, let's worship him right now. Let's reach out to God right now. That's what Jesus does. So let Him hold you. Just let Him bring on you. You are not a mistake. Do not be afraid. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, let's worship Him right now. Let's worship Him right now. Oh, yes, Jesus. That's what Jesus does. 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 That's what He He does. That's what Jesus does. 
do I hear? He does. That's what Jesus does. Jesus does. Hallelujah. Let's give God praise today. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voice unto the Lord. Let's thank Him. If He's ever come on the scene for you when you were in trouble, why don't you give Him a little bit of praise right now? If He's ever picked you up out of the miry pit of sin, why don't you give Him praise right now? Hallelujah! He is worthy! Oh, somebody ought to praise Him right now! Hallelujah, Jesus! Hallelujah, Jesus! Hallelujah, Jesus! Thank You, Lord! Thank You, Lord! Thank You, Lord! I'm thankful that Jesus has never stopped doing what He's always done. He's a miracle worker. He's a deliverer. He's a loving Savior. And He still loves people. He loves people. He loves people. When you go home tonight and you lay in your bed... And the devil tells you that God don't love you. And God won't forgive you. And God don't have mercy on you. I want you to get a picture of Jesus hanging on the cross. And realize when He was hanging on the cross, you were on His mind. That He allowed them to drive the nails in His hands, especially for you. For you. For you. You have to have a personal understanding of what Jesus has done for us today. You have to apply it to your life personally. And for a mess up, for a sin, for walking away on God, He's not going to give up on you that easy. He's not going to give up on you that easy. He's not going to give up on you that easy. Because He's went to great extremes to save you. And He wants to see you in heaven. I want to see you in heaven. It's good to see you here, but it's going to be better over there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I greet and congratulate all the mothers today. And I am thankful for the godly mother that God put in my life that helped God save me. And I do appreciate that very, very much. She worked overtime for God to save me. And uh, I'm here today because she did what she did. And I'm thankful for that. Lord, bless each and every one of you. You'll have a great time with your mothers today, grandmothers, mother of your children. Be thankful. Be grateful. Do something very nice. Lord bless you. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name. No church tonight. Church back here Wednesday night. No church tonight.
need to make Alan Peters pay for his team. And because the other one that, that the one that I'm looking at, I think he's about a thousand. <laughs> but I'll, uh, I'm going to try to, the one that I'm looking at, I'm going to try to see if he can pay for 